I'm Megan Kerr, mindset coach and meditation teacher. This podcast is here to help you unwind self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm so you can step into the confident leader you were born to be. Women, it is time to bring your purpose into the world in an impactful way without sacrificing your well-being. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hey, welcome to episode 14, my friends. Today we are talking about mistake avoidance and how it's costing you your momentum, success and creativity in your business. And I want to tease apart a little bit how our brain is trying to protect us from making mistakes. That's a protective mechanism and we're going to workshop it a little bit. So You can just follow along while you're walking or whatever it is you do while you listen to podcasts. Obviously, if you're driving, you're totally keeping your eyes open the whole way through. Maybe you're just listening to my voice and you can come back and kind of workshop the small piece in the middle there later on. But if you have a pen and paper to hand, grab them now and you can write some notes down while we go through the little workshop piece of this because it's going to be really helpful to identify What are the beliefs that are under the surface? What are the self-concepts that are limiting me that actually my brain is trying to protect me from? And this is why we have mistake avoidance happening. And obviously mistake avoidance stops us from taking actions. It stops us from taking what it perceives to be risky actions that might end in error, might end in failure. So it's our brain is trying to protect us from that. However, it is trying to protect us from the feelings that go along with those limiting beliefs when those limiting beliefs get triggered. And we're talking in the, in the realm of shame, of not good enough, I'm a failure, I'll never get things right, all that kind of not good enough stuff. And what we're going to do today is just identify for you how it shows up, what that belief might be, what that self-concept might be, and then how you can have some space with it. Because all we really need is a little bit of space with it. And don't worry, it's not like an emotional kind of cathartic podcast. No way, not at all. We're playing with a bit of mindfulness. We're playing with identifying some of those core self-concepts and then we're looking at strategies and ways that we can create some space with them because I think it's really helpful to reframe why we go into avoidance why we find ourselves stuck so often and why we really long for momentum in our business and what we're offering in our projects and what we're getting out in the world but actually what we find ourselves doing is feeling stuck a lot of the time. So this pattern of mistake avoidance, which is actually a protective mechanism from your brain, is part of the picture. So that wonderful author and researcher Brené Brown says, failure can become our most powerful path to learning if we're willing to choose courage over comfort. The question I ask myself is, how Can I choose courage over comfort, courage over avoidance, which feels more comfortable in the moment? And so this little exercise that I'm going to give today is going to highlight for you what are the beliefs underlying this avoidance? And then what can you do about them 
so they're not having such a hold on you. You ready? Let's dive in and really see some of those fears and those self-beliefs and those limiting beliefs for what they are. And then let's have some space with them, right? So what we want to have a better idea of is what does our brain tell us when we make a mistake? So what I'm going to get you to do, if you're willing, and if you're not driving a car, play along. It's really insightful. You can grab a piece of paper and a pen and write things down, or you can just play along inside your own mind. Okay, it's going to give you some extra awareness anyway. That is really helpful. So if you're willing, I want you to try this out in your imagination right now. Imagine that you've made a mistake in your business or your profession, and this event is something in the future. I don't want it to be something that's happened in the past, okay? So imagine it to be something in the future, not something that's already happened. You're making it up. Oh, if that happened, I would feel pretty shit. I would feel bad about what had happened if I'd made that mistake. You can close your eyes and go into the process if you'd like to, or just carry on with what you're doing and imagine as we go, you're still going to get some insight. Okay, so you've got that future event that you've just made up in the future. This mistake happened, and if that happened, I'd feel really bad. Okay, so see that happening. And now, in that moment, in the future, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I fucked up. I messed up. I can never get things right. I always get things wrong. I'm so stupid. I'll never be good enough for this role. I'm letting the whole team down. What are the thoughts that pop into your head? And then what are you saying? So if you're imagining it and you can see it happening, maybe you're there with other people or you're seeing it happen, maybe you're by yourself in your imagination, what are you saying out loud? If I'm there with other people and I'm imagining this scenario, I've, I've made a big error and that's caused a lot of problems for my team. What am I saying? I'm so sorry. Oh God, I'm so terrible. I've done a really bad job with this. Mine is full of apologies because I was raised to be very people pleasing like many of us. What are the words, what are you saying in your imagination? And in this moment in the future that you're imagining, remember it's not real, hasn't happened yet, won't happen, but we're just making it up because we're uncovering beliefs. What do you believe about yourself I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough, I can't be trusted, I'm a bad person. What's your version? And what are you doing? We're nearly there. We're nearly there with the yucky stuff. What are you doing? What's your body posture? What does your face look like? Are you looking down, looking up, looking out the window? Are you closed in in your body posture? Or are you aggressive and pushing out, defending? What can you see? Are you able to make eye contact? And are you feeling anything in your body right now? And if you are, what's that like? Oh, a bit of anxiety in my chest, throat closing, stomach really tight, kind of want to go away and distract myself with something else. Write these down. Write it down. What, is, what are you feeling in your body, if anything, and what, that, what is that like? And now take a look at what you've written. Can you pull out any limiting beliefs about yourself? Negative self-beliefs playing out. I'm not good enough. 
I'll never be good enough. I always get this wrong. I'm such a bad person. This is the sneaky stuff that's going on underneath the surface in our brain. This is like the beliefs that we have under the surface and the reason we get stuck in avoidance and can't get ourselves into momentum is because our brain is trying to protect us from feeling this. So with our brain's logic, if you don't risk making a mistake and I shut down the possibility of that, then you're not going to be exposed to these awful feelings that go along with these limiting beliefs. That go along with these limiting beliefs. So you can see from that logic why we get stuck and why we have trouble getting into momentum because actually it's a protective mechanism from our brain to try and keep us safe. So you've looked at what you've written or what you've thought about and maybe you've pulled out one or two negative self-beliefs. I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, I never get anything right, whatever the flavor is for you. And don't worry, we all have them. All of us. Every single one of us. At some level. And they're either controlling our actions or they're not controlling our actions anymore. And that's what I want to help you with is to help you to free yourself from those negative self-beliefs enough that you can get into momentum. Because once you're freed from these negative self-beliefs, it doesn't mean that they never, ever, ever come up anymore. You just come to this place where you understand that they don't have any inherent meaning, that they're not actually true. They are just something that you have believed about yourself in the past that sometimes get triggered every now and then, but you no longer believe them about yourself going forward. So these are the sneaky beliefs that are holding you back from making bold and creative moves in your business. They're the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. Okay, so we've had enough of those, right? So take a breath, shake it off, breathe in really deeply through your nose, let your belly be soft and your ribs expand. And just hold for a moment and then exhale out through the mouth, out through the nose, letting it all go. And then another deep breath in, inhale, breathing in, soft belly, soft ribs, all expanding three dimensionally in the body. Hold your breath for a moment. And then as you exhale, imagine you're just breathing all that out. And change state, look out the window, look out the beautiful trees, if you can see beautiful trees or plants. Is it sunny? Is it raining? What day of the week is it? Shake that off. Okay, ready? Let's look at a reframe. So when I work one-to-one with clients, we use the Creatrix method to rewire these beliefs. It's really fast and permanent, but we can also create some space with ourselves. Okay, because we're not in a session together today, so we can just go about using awareness tools and and coaching tools to create some space with them. All right, so step one is awareness. You cannot do anything to change what's going on inside you without awareness. And we've just gotten awareness. You have a sort of a, a an idea of what that belief is. That's awareness. So really, really important with awareness is to have that really clear understanding that that belief is over there. 
That is something that I believe about myself, have believed about myself for a long time. It is not necessarily objectively true about me and it is not who I am. Yeah? It is a constellation of thoughts, of feelings, of needs, of history, of probably trauma, inherited beliefs. It's the whole gamut, it's the whole galaxy there. But it's not me in my most whole state. It is something that arises and it is like a pattern of energy. It is something that my brain believes to be true about me but it is not the totality of who I am. Very, very important. So that's awareness, okay? And then step two, you need to feel it in your body. Nothing shifts if we are only conceptualizing it, thinking about it with our brain. In terms of beliefs, in terms of emotions, we need to have some sense of feeling of it within our body. We don't need to go into a big cathartic state, not at all, but if we can just get an echo of feeling of it in our body, we have some somatic body awareness that is really helpful. Because again, then you can recognize it and you can have some space with it. And you've already done that too. You've already felt it in your body to a small degree. So this is very different to when you might get taught to feel a feeling, feel a belief, but then feel the feelings that are underneath that belief to make them big, to try and discharge them. That is not what I follow in my work and that is not how I've been taught to work with emotions, mind and body in a mindful, healthy way. Okay, so you don't need to go in and try and make those emotions really big to release them or cathart them. It doesn't really work that way. All you need to do, and you've already done it, is to just very lightly touch in on, okay, so what might that felt sense experience be like when I'm in that belief of I'm stupid or I've messed up royally and I'm going to be in big trouble for this you don't need to feel the experience at 100% and I do not want you to go for 5% 10% just so you have an idea of what that feels like in your body because again part of this process your brain is going to try to protect you from those feelings so if you then in the future now get a slight inkling of that same felt sense experience this is where bodily awareness is really really helpful you start to feel that tightening in your throat and your heart rate is increasing a little bit or it feels a little bit anxious in there as soon as you now can recognize it you can check in with yourself oh what's going on here What's been set off inside me? Is there a fear? Is there a belief? Is there an emotion? What's happening inside me? You can check in with yourself and readjust. Okay, what do I need? What's going on? What am I worried about? How can I support myself in this moment? And so now moving into that, I'm going to get you to ask yourself these questions and let an embodied response come. So don't try and get the answer right with your brain. 
And it's a different way of thinking about questions, okay? So it's not right or wrong. You're, you're asking the question to allow some wisdom to come through in your body. So you're using your brain and your consciousness to ask the question and then just see what arises. Is it a feeling, an image, a thought, a sense of something just at the edge of your awareness? Any of those are okay and really, really useful because they'll emerge organically over the next days and weeks it's like you've just drawn through a little bit of wisdom from your subconscious we don't need to fix it all in one hit embodied awareness of what's going on will start that process going okay so first question is how would I feel about this this being that future made up event where you made a mistake an error and there was a whole lot of judgment on yourself How would I feel about this if I knew that making mistakes is part of the process of growth every single time? What does that offer you inside yourself? Does it give you some more space to know that making mistakes is a part of the process of growth every single time? And if that's the case, then we need to expect it every time we're growing every time we're evolving to that next level, every time we're trying something new. You've all heard the stories of the infant who's learning to walk, who falls down hundreds and hundreds of times while they learn to walk. They do not perceive that as a mistake. All that while, while they're, while they're falling down, while they're learning to stand up and then falling over, while they're toddling and grabbing hold of the furniture, none of that is perceived as a mistake. It is a path to being able to walk, then to run. And we all know with toddlers, when they're off and they're running, you got to run to keep up with them, right? But there's no like mental, of course, because stage and age, right? That's where they're at. But if we apply that to how we think of ourselves as adults, when we're learning something new, we're trying something new in our business, we're trying to bring something out into the world, we're bringing our purpose through, and it doesn't go according to plan. And so the first moment that that happens, we're filled with these thoughts of, oh God, I'm never going to get this right. I don't know how many times it comes up for people when something doesn't go as planned, where they go, oh, I should just drop it. I should just let this all go, go back, try and get a job. And I'll tell you, this happens for women who have been in business for years and years, who are successful in their business. It still happens from time to time. So if this comes up for you, know that it comes up for women fairly frequently as well and for many women. So it's just not buying into it as being the truth of reality. This is again just your brain trying to protect you because it thinks that you know if you're in a job then oh there's that security and you can't be rejected, you can't be pushed out of the pack, all of those things that are about community and connection and protection. That's your brain's way of handling it. Of course, we know that there's nothing is guaranteed in life, right? Okay, next question. What if my brain could understand that this awful feeling and those thoughts that arise when mistakes are made or as a protection against making mistakes are actually the voice of shame? What if that awful feeling 
and those thoughts that arise are actually the voice of shame. And then add to that, shame is not the truth of who I am. And it has nothing helpful to add to this situation. So if I go into a pattern where I'm feeling quite bad about something, or for me, overthinking something is a sign that there's something going on under the surface around emotions. It's normally the case, right? If we're overthinking. If I keep coming back to overthinking about something that's not working or there's been a mistake and I'm just not getting it, like I'm not accepting it, recognizing it for what it is and then moving on, then one place to look to is shame. Has shame come in and muddied up the waters here? Now, shame is the difference between our brain saying to us, I am a screw up and I screwed up. So we know which one is more connected to shame, right? I am a screw up, not I screwed up or I made a mistake. I am the screw up. I am a failure. That is the voice of shame. And the difference is subtle in words, but it is huge in meaning. And if we can create that difference for us, of rather than wholly identifying with the mistake as being, as meaning that we are a failure, we are the mistake, actually seeing it as separate to us. Oh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake in that situation and I am sorry for it and I am human and I will make amends if I need to make amends and I will carry on because that is how I learn. That is how I grow and how I evolve. So it's like we need to retrain our brain to be willing to make mistakes. And in terms of how our brain matures, as we do come into middle age, there is more, I think, of that mistake avoidance. Avoidance of pain, avoidance of suffering. There's less willingness on behalf of our brain to risk mistakes. And you see that... Oh, I see that for myself more easily with the physical stuff, right? So I'm perhaps less willing to do something physically that might put myself in harm's way. And that's a very natural thing that our brain does as we age. It's far less risk tolerant. Same thing goes in terms of our business and what we're doing and what we're trying. But I think it's really important to remember, yes, this is what's going on in the structure of our brain. But it's actually healthy for us to take calculated risks, to be willing to make mistakes and fall on our face in life physically and generally, but also in our business. Because this life is more than just plain small. And that doesn't end when we leave our 20s. We can absolutely keep flourishing and we are still flourishing in our 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s. And so can we put into perspective how our brain perceives reality, how our brain tries to protect us from making mistakes because making mistakes will trigger off those negative limiting self-beliefs and that feels horrible so the brain tries to protect for that so it keeps us tries to keep us small because it thinks keeping us small is keeping us safe. But we know differently, don't we? We know that actually what we need to do is to expand out 
our edges, to show up and be visible, to risk making mistakes, to risk doing things that don't pan out and maybe aren't successful because they are part of learning and growing and they will help you evolve into the person that you are becoming. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends, share the episode. It all helps to get this information into the hands of other people that can use it to really unwind people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, because we can do without that anymore, right? We need to step up, step into being the leaders we were born to be. Have an amazing week, my friend.